Welcome to Nordea Markets Insights, to our podcast where we bring you insights and updates on financial market news. We discuss economic events and trends globally and locally. My name is Karina Larsen, and with me today I have our senior analyst Aurelia Augulite. Welcome Aurelia. Hello. Around the year end, we took um, a peep into the crystal ball and talked about potential economic scenarios and where to put your money in 16. Now, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, we're talking serious market turbulence and high volatility. So uh, how are the forecasts and predictions holding up so far? If we uh, start with currencies, you favored the yen over bonds and gold. Do you still stick to that? Yeah, well... Uh Starting with what went uh, right, I think uh, I rightly called uh, the yen uh, the currency of the year. It is uh, 7% stronger in effective terms. Um, Well, I also said that gold uh, had good chances to recover, and here we have it, 15% up uh, year to date. Uh, So some things did materialize. I think I also mentioned a discussion about uh, uh, policymakers venturing into deeper below zero rates territory. And, uh, you know, then they would have to think about what to do with cash because it's a constraint. So funnily, you know, the topic of the past week has been policymakers mentioning about uh, eliminating banknotes, 500 in Europe. And then it was uh, U.S. former Treasury Secretary Larry Summer suggesting that U.S. should get rid of uh, $100 bills. Of course, it's not for the monetary policy reasons now, but the markets are beginning speculation that that's what, where we are headed. What hasn't materialized? Well, I think, you know, as regards bonds, inflation and repricing of inflation, I said that we could see uh, there is a fair chance we could see some uh, shakeout and we could see uh, yields uh, rising uh, sharply at some point this year. No, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, the oil prices fell further and now we have the German uh, 10-year yields at uh, below uh, 0.2%, so it's 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 very low. But I think uh, that you know looking at market pricing, I think still the rates are are quite depressed and uh, as regards the ECB, we are all the way back to where we were in December before December ECB meeting where the markets were pricing quite aggressive ECB. Now two cuts are already priced in. So I think, you know, if anything, inflation is still the theme. I still do think that we could see a surprise inflation or more inflation than people would expect. And should oil prices pick up from here, that could be even a bigger surprise. And I did a small calculation beginning of this year where I Uh, put in some parameters and if for example brand oil prices end this year at $60 per barrel with euro dollar at 115 we could actually even see uh, European headline inflation at ECB's target so that could be kind of a a big surprise. So what about the the recent turmoil? Is it over or is there more yet to come? I think so. I think actually we have uh, seen the worst. Uh, the reason uh, why the turmoil happened uh, in the first place was the global data starting to worsen, or in particular the U.S. Uh, European data. Uh, if you look at so-called economic surprise index, 
it has fallen dramatically since since December. Uh, while many people say it, it was Fed hike which produced all this turmoil, no, it was actually just a coincidence that Fed hiked at the same point when we started to see uh, worsening data in U.S. in particular. And now we are at the point where we start speculating about you know U.S. falling into recession. And I think that sentiment in markets has uh, has gone to extremes. And just now we begin to see data starting to improve. Uh, again in US, uh, for example, last uh, week's uh, inflation data. And I think it's just the beginning of a couple of numbers we will see going forward. And these should uh, be uh, sentiment supportive. On the other side, we also have China. Now China and the other emerging markets have received massive stimulus from FX weakening, from uh, policy response. For example, China PMIs should recover, should improve on, on CNY weakening alone in the next couple of months. So I think uh, that that should also be a big booster to global risk sentiment. So yes, I think... So would, have... you, would you say that investors have been a bit like oversensitive or like too emotional or what's yes i think investors were too emotional and also i think the fact that you know things turned at the beginning of a year where liquidity was very poor i think it just exaggerated the moves um and in general i think there was lack of you know understanding where we are headed and uh, you know the, the fact that china uh we saw china seeing a weaker currency was also you know new thing to markets and it it, it just took time to digest but i think it was overreaction Okay, so looking further ahead, the, um, the recent sell-off in stock markets, any risks, emerging implications? Well, you know, uh, the the recent turmoil in, in the equity markets, of course, uh, will have its toll. And uh, we already seen some of that materializing in the you know short-term sentiment indicators. Uh, we could see some further weakness in PMIs. But I think the biggest risk further out uh, will be what implications uh, we will have on, on credit, on lending. Uh, and, you know, the leading indicators I have for, for credit uh, in Europe, in US, they suggest that we will see a quite significant slowdown in lending toward the uh, year end. And that could be a big drag on growth and, of course, risk to housing markets, uh, which in most places uh, they have been uh, growing quite robustly. So this is not something I would put my money and play on right now, but uh, this is a risk which uh, which I will observe and monitor. And, of course, the, the, if we see further correction in the stock markets and well global recession uh, risks uh, will re-emerge again but in any case i do stick to my view that the yen is the currency of the year even though i see short term uh, you know weakening uh, on the risk sentiment recovering but you know there, the risk is still out there there are still many risks going forward and the uh, yen will remain something to have in your portfolios uh, alongside uh, the euro actually mm-hmm. And what about if we look to Scandinavia? Is that a safe haven or what about the currencies and everything there? Well, yes, uh, you know, as I just mentioned, you know, the credit and the housing market. So I think that Scandinavia is that hot spot where things could really turn for the worst. And in particular, uh, Sweden and the Swedish Krona. Uh, now, a couple of years back in 2013, uh, we saw uh, the housing market slow down in Norway, which uh, brought the, the Norwegian Krona against the Swedish Krona much weaker. Uh, it brought uh, Noxek down from 114 to 104. 
And, you know, I think that, you know, we shouldn't underestimate the risks that, you know, slowdown in credit in Europe could also hit uh, Sweden. Now, we saw a 13% uh, rise in real terms in uh, house prices in Sweden over the past year, which is largest increase among uh, major economies. And if you couple that with the fact that the Swedish housing market is among uh, the uh, most expensive housing markets in the world, well, here is your recipe for uh, risk. So therefore, one of the uh, new trades or one uh, of the new ideas I have is, is to be uh, long the Norwegian krona against the Swedish krona uh, for the rest of this year, or at least a couple of months ahead. Okay. So what about if uh, the pound, like if we turn to the EU area, the UK is in the spotlight, the big discussion and everything about are they going to remain in the EU or will it be in Brexit that we'll see in June? Like, How does all this turmoil or everything on security, how does that affect the pound? Well, I think that pound is taking the brunt for all the risks, actually, if you look at uh, all the UK uh, assets uh, traded in the market. So we have already seen a significant pound weakness. We have already seen the market positioning uh, moving significantly against the pound. If you look at volatility in the markets around the uh, event, June event or referendum, as we know now uh, to happen uh, on June, June 23rd, it's significantly higher uh, than uh, volatilities in, in, in other maturities. So it does seem that the market is nervous about the pound. We do ascribe 40% probability of, of Brexit. And I, I think that, you know, looking at what other uh, banks are writing, it's, it seems like it's market consensus. You know, people do expect a high probability of Brexit, but still not, uh, you know, stepping to the other side, seeing, well, Brexit will happen. You know, pound weekend uh, today and uh, pound weekend in a couple of months uh, until today. And, you know, if you look at the fair value models for pound, I think it the weakness is overdone. Remember that the market has also moved the Bank of England expectation for the first hike all the way to 40 months from here, which is, um, well, historically unprecedented if you compare to Fed and also way too stretched relative to our forecast of the first hike at the end of this year. So I think that, you know, Yes, the Brexit will fears will remain uh, with us for the uh, next couple of months. But as all political events, they do suggest that, you know, volatility and nervousness uh, usually persist before actual event, before actual referendum. And then things should come down. And well, looking at the UK economy, it's still uh, one of the strongest economies. Well, going forward, UK outside the EU or, you know, some other format of cooperation, you know, people are very bearish in in their forecast for pound. But then, you know, the question is, you know, UK stepping out of EU, is it worse for uh, for pound or is it worse for the euro? Mm. Uh, because if, you know, if you really consider all those arguments, uh, you know, the fact that UK uh, will leave or we will see Brexit will really, um, I think, uh, raise some discussions about what next, what is next for Europe. I mean, we, we could see Spain, we could see, again, the talks about, you know, fix it and all the uh, different types of uh, exits arising that could eventually turn out to be even worse for euro so i really wouldn't bet that pound will be the loser should we see that uh, worst case scenario of brexit materializing Mm -hmm. 
So we're in for more turmoil, obviously. So uh, what will you focus on, especially in the coming months? Well, uh, what I will focus on, I will focus really on, on those, you know, positive signals uh, to suggest that risk sentiment should recover. I, I look now, for example, in particular at, at, at commodity markets. And, you know, oil, as I also talked uh, uh, in December, you know, that producers are already feeling the pain and they should not really keep oil prices at these levels for longer. And here we are, uh, February, producers, uh, OPEC, uh, talking with Russia, you know, about freezing oil prices. Maybe in a couple of months we will even see uh, production cuts uh, should oil prices uh, remain at these levels or fall, fall below. So I really think that, you know, upside surprise for oil prices could uh, could be a theme. We also note, I also note that, you know, not just oil prices, but other commodities, you know, industrial commodity prices are rising. Copper is up 10% over the past month's time. So, you know, that probably is a signal, positive signal for global risk sentiment. Maybe it's a signal that, you know, some positive news is coming out from China and there is a uh, rebalancing happening. So so I focus on commodity markets really in the next uh, couple of months and uh, looking for signals uh, of, of growth coming back. Okay, well, interesting. Thank you for the insight, Aurelia. And thank you for listening in. If you'd like more information and updates on the global market situation, you can visit us on uh, nordeamarkets.com slash insights. You can find our research on nexusnordea.com and you can also meet us at LinkedIn and follow our analysts like Aurelia on Twitter. We'll be back with new updates next week, so stay tuned.